Welcome back to the CCA California podcast. My name is Chris alongside my good friend, Mr. Kevin Nakata. Kevin, we have a bonus episode this week. I know we haven't left yet, so we're still here. It's in our <laughs> uh, traveling studio. Yeah, yeah. At exactly. AFCO's headquarters. Exactly. Well, this week we are joined by two very great friends of ours, and uh, we're going to be talking some bass fishing and coastal social. Uh, but first off, as always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at CCA California. Without further ado, we have Mr. Davey Brown from Okuma, and we also have Matt Florentino from AFCO. Guys, what's going on? What's happening? Que pasa. How's it going, guys? What uh, Anything new since we last chatted? I know we've uh, all kind of hung out together the last couple weeks. All kinds of new stuff. The world's opening up a little bit. The fish are biting. Sun's out. Yeah. Spring is here, yeah. pretty much. Spring has slightly sprung. I'll say slightly because it's slightly sprung. It's here <laughs> one day and then gone the next thing on wind and wind. whatever else the Mother Nature will throw at us. But uh, things are looking good and there's some biting fish. So I was just about to say, it seems more and more like a typical Southern California spring, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we were out recently and we had like six degree water, you know, some small barracuda, some bass and kind of the traditional sort of deals going on. So lots um, of bait too. There is a ton of fin bait. Um, Ranging anywhere from sardines, anchovies. I mean, the list goes on. I was yeah. about to say there's a good mix. Like, you know, this is just the northern part um, of the Santa Monica Bay and around Long Beach. There's a ton of fin bait of all sorts and sizes out there. I heard there's been a little squid at the island every once in a while. Oh, yeah. That as well, too. Yeah. For sure. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get into a little bit of background. Davey, you've been on the podcast before, a long time ago. It seems like it seems like a couple months at seems least before like a long time ago. before the Kevin days. <laughs> but um, yeah. but yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, uh, let's see. I've been with Okuma here for 15 years. I'm on the uh, marketing team there. I started on the sales side as one of the sales managers. I did that for the first eight years. I've been uh, one of the marketing managers for the last seven. I grew up in uh, Long Beach, California, born and raised. I uh, started pinheading out on the Annie Barge out there off of uh, Belmont Pier when I was about seven, I guess. My dad and I would go out every weekend. So I'd be out there filleting tomcod for about five to ten cents a fish. Oh, wow. Yeah, crazy. Uh, so grew up fishing Long Beach a lot. Spent a lot of time on the boats. Uh, started kayak fishing real early. Kevin wasn't even born yet. <laughs> um, I think about 1990, I got my first kayak. I spent a lot of time in that. I was just born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin was one. So a lot of time out on the kayak. Uh, anywhere in Southern California, up and down the coast, uh, up in the local mountains. My dad retired up in Big Bear, so I spent a lot of time on the kayak up there fishing for rainbow trout. Uh, I spent a lot of time down in San Diego fishing the old tournaments and the old Plastic Navy series that we used to have, which was a, a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, man, just anywhere in the water. I was out in Springfield, Missouri a couple weeks back for the big uh, Bass Pro Shop World's Fishing Fair. I was ice fishing a couple weeks before that. I'll be down in Louisiana here in two weeks. But for Okuma, I get out quite a bit and get out around the country. And anywhere you can find some water, you can uh, generally find me. Nice, nice. How was the Bass Pro event? It was uh, interesting. We had uh, from tornadoes and flooding to <laughs> snow. So it was tornadoes, then it was flooding, then it was snow, then it was 60 degrees and sunny. So all of the above. All of the above. Uh, some of the booths were completely flooded out. They had to come squeegee the booths every day. AFCO had the booth right behind mm-hmm. us. and uh, uh, it Was Was this indoor or outdoor? This was outdoor. outdoor. <laughs> In the tornadoes. <laughs> under a giant tent, but on a parking lot. So we where our booth was, we were a little bit of elevation, so we actually stayed dry the whole 
whole time, but right down from us, water was funneling into the booths. Like the Daiwa booth was not too far from us, and you know if you had carpet and padding, you just it was like a giant sponge. It was wow. ridiculous. Oh my! And cold. God. It was so freaking cold. I had to go in and actually buy long underwear in the shop. We weren't prepared for anything like that. It was nuts. Uh, were you there too, Matt? I was not at oh, the fishing fair, out. but I heard more than enough of <laughs> you know as far as what de- went down with the weather. But and, you know, and most most interestingly enough, um, you know that that crowd in around Missouri, they showed out. You know, mm-hmm. just shows how you know hardcore again dedicated. A little bit of a Southern California filter. Anytime I see any little bit of weather, I'm like, oh gosh, storm watch 2023. Yeah. But um, <laughs> as far as other parts of the world and country, it, you know that didn't defer them in any way um from they slid their flip-flops on in the flood and crocs squirting water everywhere yeah which, <laughs> which we were downhill like you mentioned from that and i heard more than enough as far as what we had going on in the booth but we you know we made do <laughs> we figured it out yeah, apparently camouflage and overalls are water resistant because everybody had them on <laughs> interesting to see oh my goodness that's too funny matt uh so you work at afco tell us a little bit about yourself man yeah um so i've been forced to be here at afco shoot nine years so that'll be 10 next year. Um, yeah, I've uh, my role here, I'm the marketing director at AFCO. I uh, oversee pretty much our marketing efforts, brand efforts, as well as e-commerce. Um, really, you know, my, my background uh, for, for what I do here um, was with digital e-commerce. So I kind of came in, um, thankfully, as far as when I was going to school and um, in college and all those sorts of things, I... Uh, and this is, geez, 2002 hmm. or so. Hmm. There was a new program called Digital Marketing E-Commerce. I was like, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I like the internet. Um, <laughs> so I yeah, I, I went to Cal Poly Pomona, got a degree um, in digital e-com. Uh, thankfully, um, I was able to do with a job here at AFCO. Um, this isn't my first, I guess, first soiree into e-com or marketing. Um, I, I used to work for a sporting good retailer. Uh, I was probably here in Southern California, so that's kind of where I got my start. Um, learned a lot there, and then um, it's fortunate when um, Casey Shedd reached out to me, um, yeah, way back when, uh, that they're looking to build, you know, websites and build a digital presence. That's when I kind of hopped in, um, and it's been a fun ride since then. You know, it's you know, now we have a team. It was me and Casey when we first got going, and now we have a team. Where we were talking about this about a team of twelve or so. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. With two offices, one here in Santa Ana, California, and another in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. So it's a fun gig. Um, get to, you know, work with something I love. I, I grew up fishing, grew up around the water. Calico fishing. Calico fishing. Salt. Mm-hmm. You know, really, it was just at, when I grew up, it was just saltwater fishing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I grew up in the South Bay. Uh, grew up in Carson, California. Um, so for me, you know, my, my dad was a big influence, a heavy influence um, as far as sport fishing goes. So I think Captain Benny Florentino. Yes, Captain yeah. Ben Florentino, um, Coastal Charters, uh, big plug for him. But really, he's the one who helped instill that with me at an early age. Um, I was, geez, I mean, yeah, my oldest is nine, I think. Um, I was six or seven or so. Started with because my dad liked to surf. So everything we did for outdoors go started with the beach. And the first thing we started doing was surf fishing, sand crabs, Carolina rig, mm-hmm. you name it. We tried to catch it initially, which then progressed to um, the barge out in Redondo, the Isle of Redondo. I was many days, I remember just hopping on, jumping on thing, running around, you know, as a wild style eight year old, just around the barge, just 
Buckwild, basically mm-hmm. his daycare when my dad got the fish, <laughs> which, you know, then progressed to half-day boats, um, and then progressed to three-quarter days, twilights, overnight, you name it. It all started with the sport boats um, until things, you know, progressed further, and if you know my dad, you know him and his skiffs that he's had throughout the years, so, you know, he got a 16-foot, 17-foot uh, uh, aqua sport, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that, sea squirt, that was, sea squirt that, sorry, sea squirt. That was his first boat? That was his first boat. Wow. Well, 17-foot uh, sea squirt, and we, he took that thing everywhere. We predominantly focus on Palos Verdes. Um, again, being from um, South Bay, we were predominantly launched out of Cabrillo, focused around PV and the Santa Monica Bay, just mainly because what we knew, fishing sport boats. Um, he was early on with artificials, you know, the Worm King days. Um, really, first was from the sport boat. He then took that into the private boats. Um, but yeah, one of my f- first few experiences when tournament fishing, well, oh, geez, I think it's 90, I probably get it wrong, 98 or 97. I think I would have been like 13 or so. Um, fishing the Western Outdoor News jackpot events. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was his first tournament too. So we kind of fished it together in a kind of interesting fashion. Um, and I think we got, I want to say, I don't remember the stats. My dad off to correct me on this. I want to say we were like 12th or 13th or something like that. So he was psyched. I was psyched. You yeah. know, and we're, we're going Pumped. up against the big name guys. The yeah. Billy Seacrest of the world. The oh. Stone Spurs of the oh, world. Really? The Dave Pfeiffer's of the world. You know, Dave Dodge, a number of other like really classic names if you're familiar with the fishing industry. And especially in that stage in the early 90s, that event was ginormous. So I know I was just a little grom with my eyes wide open and just you know we were just charging full force but uh yeah that's kind of where i got my start and um fully ingrained in the fishing industry holy smokes early on yeah you know but it did take a back seat as i got older you know that's throughout my teenage years i um yeah when my dad asked me to fish at a certain point i was like sorry dad i'm gonna go skate i'm gonna go out with my friends i'm gonna go party and do whatever traditional teenage kid would do in the late 90s or so um and i that was i was all about skating for a long time um until i think maybe college or so uh i kind of got i've always i mean not that i stopped fishing but Mm -hmm. i just you know i just it was very recreational at that point um but i kind of circled back in my college years um really out of curiosity on a board i'm going to school in pomona Uh, (laughs) i was just trying to find something to do and all my skate friends weren't really around so um yeah Speaking of skating, did you see that Tony Hawk documentary that's out right now? I have not. Oh, it's awesome. But I, I need to check it out. Got to wrap back so many flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a couple of great guests this week. They're talking specifically about uh, an upcoming event that's coming uh, to a uh, Long Beach Harbor nearest us. Absolutely. So, Matt, you and I last year embarked on this tournament series called Coastal Social. Yes. And from, I mean, personally it's been an absolute blast putting it on with you and putting it on with so many other people um you know do you want to kind of give us the history on how it kind of uh, came to fruition yeah there was this thing called the pandemic that yeah. <laughs> um yeah i was you know so i was thankfully with having the amount of time to spend at home really kind of be in my own head so to speak i think a lot of us were just trying to figure out what was going on in the world um had some extra free time and just try to find some new ways you know to get the community involved um get anglers involved 
I, I was very well aware, thankfully, working here at AFCO as far as what the folks at CCA, uh, both national and California, were doing behind the scenes and how much of an impact that they're making. Um, so it's trying to think, you know, as far as creatively, as far as what I knew and I, you know, like I mentioned, tournament bass fishing in saltwater, that's really where my bread and butter is or kind of a lot of where my passion and my heart's at ultimately. Um, so just trying to find ways to activate that both private boat community and also a growing kayak community um, to get involved, you know, in the sake of competition um, with a tournament um, that was all for fun and all really just to get a, uh, you know, big group of folks with shared interest involved and also just giving back to CCA California in a big way. Um, so it was a kind of initial flash in the pan idea and mm -hmm. reached out to Chris. He said, yeah, if we could figure this all out, let's just let's, let's go for it. Um, so we did, you know, I created the name, created the logo, um, whipped up, you know, some t-shirts, put together mm -hmm. uh, the registration site and we kind of just, you know, I look back to, I don't know how exactly we were able to accomplish all that in a relatively short period of time, but we were able to, thankfully, and, you know, thanks for the support, too, of the community. Um, you know, we were able to put a kickoff event last year, and um, 22nd Street was more than generous help uh, host us at that event for the weigh-ins, and, yeah, that was the initial year, and um, flash fast forward to today, and it's 2022, and it's the second year. Year two year of the event, yeah. Event. I, I swear, I think it must have been less than six months when we just made it all happen. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly was looking back, you know, and as creepy as Facebook is, you get these memory things. And oh, it's yeah. like what you were doing last year. I was like, holy moly, we were just doing the kickoff event. Like, yeah. it seemed like such a long time ago, but yeah, it was only last year. For sure. Davey. One of the reasons why we're uh, why we have you involved this year is because you're going to be serving as the waymaster for this year. Wait, what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. I got to fish the event last year. Actually, I got to paddle around a lot last year. Uh, fishing was tough. I whacked them the week before, whacked them the week after. But that day, the wind blew, and sitting on a piece of plastic and super windy, gusty conditions was not pleasant. Mm -hmm. uh, Sounds like a tournament day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> from where I launched at, I was about... Uh, so I launched in Cabrillo, and I went all the way out around Angel's Gate there and went way up the wall, then way back down the wall. And getting back took me almost two hours in the wind, head into the wind, which wow. was ridiculous. And it's not that long of a kick. Oof. Um, but yeah, fishing was tough. I, uh, I got a couple short bites, and that was it for the day. But like I said, the week before, crushed them. The week after, crushed them. Uh, yeah, typical, typical yeah, event day. But yeah, so I had such a great time. It was fun sitting at the weigh-in last year. We gave out all the great swag and goodie bags, and looking forward to do it again this year. Are you also doing the uh, kayak division judging as uh, well? I am. Yeah, we're doing the kayak division, uh, and I do take bribes as we were talking about last <laughs> week. I'll be fishing it as well as doing the uh, judging for it, so it should be fun. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to tw the 2022 edition as well. Um, you know, Davey, I think you know you grew up in Long Beach and all that, so you have very much, um, I guess, homegrown experience fishing the Long Beach area. Yeah, I do. I, I fished that wall for as long as I can remember. Uh, from all of my friends as we were young, we used to have a little Zodiac, and we'd run out there at night. Uh, of course, nighttime is the right time on that wall. Mm -hmm. That's uh, such a blast out there, but uh, I fished that for a really long time. It's uh, slacked a lot over the last several years just as we all get busy with family and everything else, but we sneak out whenever we can. We still go fish that night bite. 
Uh, but I do have some good spots on that wall. That center wall is always great, all the way down to the bend, and then just kind of start over and keep working that inside, outside, doesn't even matter on that wall. But it's uh, it's good. That artificial bite's fun. If you get big bait, big fish, small bait, big fish, it doesn't even matter on that thing. It's great. Big, deep crank baits. I mean, you can get bit so many different ways on there. Except so when that kelp stick, then it sucks. But. <laughs> so Matt, you and I and your dad actually had the great. Uh, I had the great opportunity to fish with you and your dad a couple weeks ago, uh, fishing the wall with a crankbait for the first time. Um, my arms are still feeling that one, by the way. <laughs> when I was telling you it's crankbait cardio, I was not lying. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure if you fish with us, you realize, holy crap, these guys make a lot of casts, and um, yeah, we kind of don't stop more or less. But I like yeah, it. That cranking thing, it can be a deal if if you, again if they're there and. Dave, you mentioned it, that wall, that's exactly what we did. Um, coming out of, uh, we came out of Alamitas, uh, we had some fog, so instead of just, you know, we have radar and everything, but just to kind of just be a little precautious, so let's just spot check uh, the the wall, which when we say the wall, we usually mean, you know, that the break wall outside of Long Beach, San Pedro. Um, so we did our standard deal, uh, went up through Angel's Gate, you know, ran up towards uh, that gap there. We kind of started short in and around, just shy of the bend. Um, there's some shallower rocking around there and knowing on a low tide with the uh, deep diamond crankbait, you could really get in, crag those things in a good way. Um, had a lot of wa water movement though. Yeah, Spe specifically calicos or sandies or both? It's a little bit of both. Um, really we'll, you know, we'll kind of get whatever, get in where we fit in on the wall, but we're pretty much targeting bass of any capacity. Um, calicos are there obviously, the sand sandies typically are there too. It depends on if they're up tight or if they're off the wall a little bit or what have you. Um, but yeah, we, uh, you had a nice little, I would say, um, pre-workout yeah. with that first stop <laughs> as far as what you got yourself into for the rest of the day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we started there and then proceeded to move on up and around Palos Verdes and then Santa Monica Bay. Yeah, it was super fun. Kevin, do you ever fish up in Long Beach or that often? I'm going to start fishing it more, but I'm definitely fishing the Coastal Social. So, you know, okay. I'm going to be on the, on the kayak. I'm going to be trying my hand out at the wall. Um, uh, I'm just going to go into it blind. I really am. It's gonna be my first time fishing the wall. I'd like to keep it that way, to be honest with you. Interesting. Okay. So, Davey, with um, with you having the experience against the wall and um, and Long Beach in general, do you have any advice for our anglers that are trying to participate or want to participate? And um, you know, what what kind of advice would you give them? Don't let Kevin hear this, but uh, actually, going going fish that wall blind, it's actually an easy place to fish. You really don't have to pre-fish it. You just got to get to it. When you're looking at that wall, you're going to see a couple different configurations. You're going to see just the big square blocks, which just look like a solid wall that drops straight down. Then you're going to see the big, craggly, giant boulder portions of those rocks. Those big home guard calicos, they like to sit back deep in those deep, big boulder rocks. Mm. So if you can start working that area of the walls, that's that's where you're going to get a lot of your bigger fish. Um, you know, just just go do it. Just get in there. Like I, I mentioned, it sucks when the kelp is thick, but the kelp is awesome as well. You can drop down those stringers and get down towards those deeper areas, and those fish are going to bite. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'd say I love when actually people are um, put off by the kelp on the wall because <laughs> that eliminates I, – when I see kelp, actually, this is another little sneaky deal, but mm -hmm. from fishing tournaments and things, knowing the fact that guys don't like dealing with kelp, I'll actually go to where there's thick kelp and then target that stuff. Mm. I'll punch it, freshwater style. I'll fish a weedless on the edges. I'll fish a big, heavy ounce and a half, two ounce jig, just going straight through the stuff. You definitely have to fish heavy just because mm. you're dealing with kelp, you're dealing with rock, and you're dealing with the potential of a double-digit calico bass that we all know lives oh. on the wall. Mm. Uh, so, or you 
target those things parallel and a nice long parallel cast with the big swim bait or some other type of a-rig crankbait you name pick your poison um you can be fairly efficient uh, depending on that so and that calico is a lot more friendly or sorry the kelp is a lot more friendly efficient from a boat obviously yeah. uh, when mm -hmm. the kayak if you do get snagged up as soon as you start reeling and you're pulling yourself towards it you're it's a there. little more difficult <laughs> yeah that, that kelp is awesome it's it's thick it's fun same thing punching drop it down get it down deep just like working in uh like you're down at sedros i know you've been to sedros chris but working that thick kelp and just dropping and potholing down through there it's awesome it's such a good bite that's cool so we talked about fishing the crankbait davy what do you like to fish on the wall or anywhere? Anywhere. I love fishing the Alabama rig. I've been fishing mm -hmm. the A-Rig for a long time. Um, Dude. Like he was just talking about fishing parallel. So if you do find that kelp, throw that A-Rig, you know, go ahead and meter it, figure out how deep the lower level of that kelp is, but just work along that top of that. Let it bounce along it. If you have any weedless baits that you want to set up on that A-Rig, just let it kind of fall through that kelp. Just work it back out. Bouncing along an A-Rig doesn't sound like a very budget-friendly uh, technique. <laughs> it can be an expensive day. So that's actually one of the trips where you want to go hit Amazon and hit some of those $5 A-Rigs because you do go through a bunch. Uh, you know, same with crankbaits. I fish yeah. a lot of deep diving crankbaits, and you're going to get snagged up a lot. You're going to go through. You're going to go through some baits. It's a. It's an expensive day, but the payoff can be so great. You know, especially especially in a tournament time. This isn't a big money mm -hmm. tournament. It's a fun tournament. Of course, we're going to try to take some bragging rights home, but it's a, it's worthwhile putting a little uh, put some baits out there. Yeah. Especially fishing at night. You know, night. We're talking about nighttime. This tournament is not at night, obviously, but you're going to even I, go through yeah. more baits at night. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you're probably losing a lot of uh, visual understanding of how fast you're moving down the walls, exactly. drifting, and all that stuff. So if you're not paying attention with your feel and your sensitivity on your reel and your rod, you're probably going to be hosed, is the word. You know, nighttime's mm -hmm. funny. I'm sure Matt's had the experience too, but as you're casting towards that wall, a lot of times on that night bite, those bass bite as soon as that bait hits the water. Really? You don't have to work mm -hmm. it down the wall. It's almost splash, boom, there it is. Wow, because they're incredible. that tight. They're that, they're yeah. They're just there and they're ready. They're hungry. Interesting. So, what do you think? Uh, what fish and uh, you know? Do you think it's going to be a combo of calicos? Do you think sand bass is going to be the way to go for this tournament? Like, how? What do you think is going to be the way to go for the winner? That was yeah. That was actually a point I was going to mention. Is you know we're talking about the wall, but there's so many other options. Um, even from the kayak perspective, um, Jim Salazar won last year. Um, me, me and Jim both launched out of the same um, marina, uh, which you know you guys are talking out at Cabrillo out of Long Beach. Doing part with the event, you really can launch from any which anywhere possible, so to speak. Um, I kind of kept it close as far as what I know. I launched out of King Harbor. Um, yeah, Jim, Jimmy did the same. Um, so I mean, Jimmy won with um, some uh, deep water uh, sand bass. So. And if I was going to pick somebody as far as who, I mean, I haven't talked to Jimmy, but I hope he's fishing it. I would probably expect Jimmy to kick some butt per usual because he's got his his little deal dialed. Um, so I would say a good mix of the two, whether you're fishing artificial reefs or some deeper stones or it's stuff off of the you know, riprap, break walls, what have you. Or if you're fishing around, I know some of the anglers fish around Palos Verdes um, and the kelp lines and things or some of the boilers up there, um, you, you, you know, you have a couple options. Um, and I would say do your homework too um, if you're able to. If you can't get on the water, at least you could do is just check what some of the conditions may be and, and what's some options as far as you know fishing locations maybe um for the event so and for a point of reference um i'm, lo I'm looking up the uh the totals from last year jimmy salazar 51 and a quarter inches in the uh the weigh-in i was just short of that with a zero <laughs> <laughs> we see you down there <laughs> yeah um 
So what's the cumulative amount of fish you can get on the kayak side? So it's three fish, That's just right. like the yeah. So the way this event will work out, um, we kept it pretty pretty loose and you know fairly you know fun. So there's on the boat side is three anglers, uh, three fish uh, bag, and on the kayak side it's uh, three fish. Um, a limit so your three three longest fish and and today. and the catch photo release side of the tournament is on kayak only is it is it a weigh-in tournament on the boat side kayak only, yeah on the kayak side it's a uh, catch measure release um reutilizing the tourney x platform for the event and then on the boater side uh it's a traditional um live uh live weigh-in um with release after and that's for three fish and where is the location for the weigh-in that'll be right just like last year it'll be at 22nd street landing um right Right, right down there on the, the big main um, gangway. And the um, kayak guys are, are welcome there too? Totally Absolutely. welcome. Absolutely. Yeah, so I know I, I came by after, uh, Jimmy came by after as well. So um, if you're able to, to come to the event, um, the weigh-in, highly encouraged to. We'll all be hanging out there. Some awesome swag bags you got to pick up too. I was exactly. just about to say, we've got some excellent swag bags, uh, starting with you, Davey. I know. Well, I'll let you tell them. What, what are we getting for uh, for participating in the Coastal Social? It's going to be an awesome, a lot of awesome stuff. On the Fish Lab side, we're going to give out some baits to everybody. So every 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 bag is going to have a package of baits. On the soft steel side, we're going to give out some fluorocarbon or some mono. I haven't totally decided yet on that, but. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be some great stuff. Lots of stickers. I know Asco's kicking in. Who, who else did you have? Uh, Promarge actually just picked up a couple of their things, so they're gonna kick in. I know. Come. Uh, what about um, the? Uh, what do you have to do to get involved with the tournament? Do you have to register? Do you have to? Uh, let's like the kayak side. It sounds like you have to register on Tourney X as well. Yeah. So um, just I guess from top to bottom, um, first thing to do is just navigate to the coastalsocial.org website. Site. Um, from there, you can register uh, for either the boaters or the kayak side. If you're a boater, it's pretty simple. Um, you just register there, um, register your, your team. Um, so it's whether it's one, two, three anglers. Make sure you have everything listed there. And depending on how you know how big your team is, um, if you're a current CCA member, it's 50 bucks per person. And then if you're not a CCA member, it's 85, and uh, we just tack on the CCA membership. Um, so if you're a kayaker, here's a, another secondary step. So, you know, do as I just mentioned with the registration on the website. Just make sure you select kayak. And then from there, you're going to need to, if you don't already have a TourneyX um, app or your profile created, make sure you download the TourneyX app and then uh, create your profile. And then from there, just search, um, I believe it says CCA Cal, and then the tournament should pop up. And from there, um, you can register on that side. Um, you will need a pass password to register on the Turn X side um, that will be provided to you um, post-registration on the Coastal Social website. I did hear that if you're already a member when you come by and get your uh, bag you're also going to get either some knuckles or a high five. Yeah. Nice. Guaranteed. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. For sure. You, For sure. And you also need a measuring device for the kayak side. Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, on the kayak side um, due in part with it being a catch measure release tournament um, you will need a measuring device. Um, I've had a, We've had a few questions already as far as if we have, you know, a, a brand preference or something, brand preference, you know, and, and just to make things easy for folks, we pretty made it pretty open ended. So whether, you know, my, my personal measuring board of choice, if whether it's, you know, for the event or anybody personally, um, the catch boards are really nice. Um, I have one of those myself. I think I have the one that goes up to 32 just in case I catch, you know, say a legal sea bass or what have you. A 30 inch calico one day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're out there. Um, yeah. I'll try to find one. Um, 
so yeah make sure you have your board and another just fine fine detail is just uh if possible um, get yourself oriented as far as what you're going to need to do to measure the fish and also take a photo of the fish um it's a lot easier said than done if you've never done it before um so i usually i you know if i catch a fish um, depending on where i'm fishing i try to get you know into a safe spot i'll make sure i have all my you know measuring equipment available get everything out um get the board in a nice safe spot uh a little fine details i put my net uh, off to the side underneath the board in case the fish decides to flop around um, i then get my phone ready um, i recommend it it's not required but if you have some sort of lanyard or some other means so you don't drop your phone in the water because <laughs> yeah. it happens wait we know a guy Ke I, kevin did it happen or does i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so knowing that that's a uh, uh, you know again and I kind of I treat like tournaments in a way like try to control all the variables you can because you know the fish and the weather things you can't um, so just get comfortable doing that and also comfortable just making sure that you have the fish's uh, mouth up against the measuring device and you have a good clear picture um, from end to end uh, as far as the length of the fish. Just to be clear though, it's got to be a rigid measuring device not a not measuring tape, tape correct or yes. one of the vinyl boards yeah so yeah i mentioned the catch board there's also hog a trough hog trough is another and, um, and there's a bunch rapala there's the yeah just as long as we could see the numbers as being the person that's going to judge it you know a lot of tournaments they actually suggest taking a sharpie and coloring yeah. the numbers make sure they're nice and dark i mean for chris you only have to darken up to about 14 the rest of us we got to go <laughs> 20 28 30 Dang, man, some shade being thrown here. Oh. But yeah, rigid, rigid device is the yes. key there. And another fine detail, cradle style. So um, I've had a couple guys actually ask. They have, you know, their their bump boards, like the metal bump boards that come on some bass boats, what have you. I would be impressed if you're able to actually have a fish lay on that carefully. You're talking about like that golden rule? Yes. Okay. Just, you know, and again, because the questions have came about, it's, uh, but you want a nice, good, wide kayak style cradle measuring device, um, like, like, yeah, like Dave mentioned. And then the details on how to properly measure the fish, submit your catch, is that all on coastalsocial.com? Yes. .org? The information's there. There is no visual representation of what that exactly looks like, um, for an example's sake. Um, but I think we can probably throw something in there if we needed to. Yeah, I have some photos for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, so it, it's all... Um, it is very detailed, though, right? There is a proper way to submit a catch, or else you're going to get minus points or nothing, that, not, not a submission at all if you don't do it properly, yeah, right? Yeah, so you want to make sure you, you do measure it correctly. And, you know, with the the tournament committee, you know, we get every submission. Um, for it to be count as a catch, All every submission will get looked at, will get verified um, as far as making sure, you know, the nose is properly up to the board and all mm. those other fine details. Or if a measurement is is you know overly stated um we'll just go you know go in there and adjust as need need be but if you understate it it's going to stay understated <laughs> we're happening to be running a tournament with fish lab right now and there's quite a few people that are actually submitting their catch short so it might be like a 16 or three quarter but it's actually measuring it like 17 and a half or something and that's well that's what they put in that's what they're wow too. yeah i won't go in and you know adjust up for them but uh, right mm -hmm. just be smart well if yeah. you do go over there we'll uh, we'll definitely knock you down yeah. As the waymaster, can you give someone um, a, a good reference point as to what you're looking for as far as um, 
you know, mouth being closed, belly facing towards you. Just a brief one. I know there's a very detailed Yeah, that's list. always good. So, like, most of these tournaments, they want you to have your mouth closed, because if you do open, it can stretch the fish out a little bit. Sometimes if you're pulling fish from deep, it's hard to keep that mouth closed. And when you put your hand over the bump board, when you're actually holding it down, you don't want to cover the eyes, you don't want to cover the mouth, you don't want to cover the gill. Um, no hand in the gills? No hand in the gills. Yeah. You know, you don't want to see a big bloody fish. Uh, I This one, I don't know if there's a pinch tail. Is there a pinching tail rule that you guys know of? I don't think. I think like, no. a lot of times you can pinch the tail, and if we can see that it's actually touching the 16 or 17 or whatever else, that you know, we'll let that happen. If it's an IGFA type of tournament, they actually go through the middle of the tail, so it's uh, like the innermost, shortest section of the tail. Hmm. Uh, but so with this one, yeah, you can pinch the tail and get a little bit more length out of it for the tournament it's all saltwater bass correct correct yeah so you know whether that's calico bass kelp bass uh, barred sand bass or spotted bay bass all three count um so yeah pick your poison all three doesn't need to be one or the other any mix of you know all or what have you all all valid fish do you think spotties could actually bring up a decent limit if somebody was struggling outside and has some stuff situated or dialed inside for spotted bay bass and they need a keeper i mean heck yeah if somebody had two decent fish and they're just trying to scratch out a, a third um i know for a fact and i'm and i'm going to be fishing on the kayak side for this first event i'm going to be fishing in king harbor and if i'm struggling on the outside and i have some time i'm probably going to be looking around into my little spotty sneaky zones in king harbor um, which most of those fish in there aren't large, but if you do get sh- catch a good one, they're usually really good. I mean, what were the what were the totals? It was top. It, it's top three fishermen, right? So you had mm-hmm. you had Jim who had fifty three inches, and then it was a, wasn't it a pretty big gap for second and third. So second place was you, Matt, at forty four and a half. Uh, Jim was fifty one and a quarter, and then third place was Diego Gambo at fifteen and, and yeah. a quarter. So and that's one fish, right? So I mean, if you're talking yeah. about going to pitch some spotties on those docks and work some of those areas, if you get two spotties, you're at thirty inches. Yeah. It can help. That you're right in there. And what's yeah. the minimum length on this? It's 14. 14. Yeah, and lot, I mean last year fishing was relatively tough, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. uh, and I, again, I was fishing on um, the northern side of the peninsula. Um, I will say. And this is just my sheer, okay, it was tournament day and what happened, what didn't happen. I I had a limit pretty quick in the first 30 minutes, um, which ended up being my three fish that I think I scored three or four fish or what have you. Um, And then I lost, I don't know how many fish up in Palos Verdes and they were just doing backflips over the glide bait and I could not get a single one stick. Excuses, excuses. (laughs) Tournament fishing, I'll tell you, like what actually happens and doesn't happen is just like, and that's yeah. all with Jimmy's numbers. Like, dang it. I was like, you know, these are like three, four pound calcabass just like, you know, jumping on top of each other over a glybate and surface iron and just not sticking. And if I remember correctly, Jimmy even had enough time to go catch some rock cod too. Dude, I saw, okay, so yeah, so, 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 so I'm pulling and, you know, we're unpacking and, you know, and I got done early because, you know, I had to meet you all at 22nd sure. Street. And of course, Jimmy pulls up. I was like, you done already, Jim? He's like, oh, yeah. You know, look at this red I got. I'm like, hang on, you fishing the tournament or are you fishing? Like, oh, I just, he was somewhere down there 100 i don't yeah like a nice 10 pound red yeah kind of like 120 feet of water so i don't know he's in 120 feet of water but he's a stud like yeah he is his big fish last year was uh 18 and a half inches that's yeah. crazy that's a pretty good it was sand bass sand bass yeah that's a pretty good fish so what was his average if he's 51 it's like a little bit under 16 
Is that right or something like that? Yeah, he had three nice solid fish. That's amazing, yeah. 17-inch yeah. average, right? 17-inch average? That's <laughs> that's kick butt, man. Yeah. And, you know, and, and and Jimmy, he was, I think he had the big speed because I saw him oh, yeah. uh, get out of there and come in really fast like, dang. <laughs> <I was like laughs> and motors are open They're in open, kayaks, 100%. so you can go out there. Trolling is not, though, no, right? No. Yes. What about um, longlining? Longlining, I mean, if you're fishing in a sporting manner, I have no problem longlining personally. I mean, I, if there's a long drift and you're trying to get your bait in the right zone um if that requires a long line i, I know that's really prevalent say out in um, san diego bay and some of the deeper channel cuts and what have you i i don't yeah that's fair game in my eyes okie dokie very cool well so for the um let's go over some of the um fine finer details of coastal social so we are doing a lines in lines out um start and finish um that time is going to be lines in at six and lines out at two um and you've got to weigh in your fish or submit it through the turning x app by 3 p.m all yes. that sound right yes and and some other finer like fine fine details with that as far as strategy goes because this is a little bit different um than some of the other tournament series out there lines in means you can be at your spot ready to fish at that time you don't need to start you know your day off as far as leaving port what have you so and just because this is what some of the teams did last year, if you wanted to run, if you're a boater and run to run to Catalina, run to Santa Barbara Island, run to San Clemente Island, wow. run to anywhere you you want to fish, you can do so. Um, the only stipulation with that is lines in at six, mm -hmm. and the only other stipulation is that you need to be at the weigh-in um, by, you know, weigh-in opens at two, the scales will be closed at three. Um, anything after then, you know, you'll basically be late. So gas is expensive. I don't know how many people are going to Clemente this year. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing some of the bass guys who are personal friends, and we're all we're one psychotic enough that we drive 62 miles to go catch a fish that doesn't get bigger than say eight pounds. That you're not even keeping. They're not even keeping in a bay boat in a center console. That's absolutely insane. Right. Um, but so I would I would expect there to be a few teams that'll oh, make sure. the run. I know for me it'd be an excuse to go fish the islands for a day for fun. So. So, um, and hopefully gas prices loosen up, but I don't think they will anytime soon, but you know, um, and a lot of guys did that too. A lot of the winning teams yeah, the, made the run on the boater side. Um, the, the top teams did run a Clemente, which, you know, that's a gamble. Like mm -hmm. you need to run out there. You need to catch your fish and you need to be done really early, um, to have enough, to give yourself enough time to make it back in time, mm -hmm. which, you know, we're not going into say Huntington Harbor or Alameda. So you still need to hike up. Up, up near Angel's Gate and get a 20-second street landing. Um, so um, there is some planning and strategy, and you need to catch them. Like, you can go to the <laughs> island, and it might not bite, which Land right, if you fish that island, yeah. sometimes the morning doesn't bite, and it's usually an afternoon, late afternoon deal. And guess what? That's when the weigh-in is. So, mm -hmm. you know, you do need to, if you're going to make that choice, um, it might be a very expensive boat ride. Mm -hmm. um, but you could also have a high chance of catching them too so mm -hmm. yeah if you don't catch them you might find a foamer on the way back that's the yeah, best. yeah. and if you're late <laughs> i totally understand that. yeah <laughs> yeah that's a uh, that's a solid excuse for sure for being late predictions for this year's tournament any uh anything that you'd like to see or like, like to, to see? catch a fish this year yeah that would be something <laughs> different from last year um, that's prediction wise I, you know it, it's been good the water's warming up we're kind of coming out of an, an interesting 
early spring. Uh, you know, let's hope this fish bite. You know, there's going to be a lot of guys fishing that PV area, and that could bite really well. There's some monster fish up there as well. I know uh, Benny, of course, he's got some of these big lanes that he's fishing. There's there's some great kelp area up there right now. It could be could be really good. But you know, let's see if it was what was the what was the boater weights last year? So boating sixteen something. So the winning the winning team was Team Reyes, and that was seventeen and a half. Seventeen okay. and a half pounds. Yeah, we could be pretty close to that, if not more, this year. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if you get eighteen pounds, you're looking at an average of six pound fish. That's that's great. That's solid. That's is it fish. three weight fish or is it five? Three three weight fish. Three weight so. fish. Okay. Yeah, your, yeah. your bag limit's three. That's on pretty big. That's a pretty big bag, man. They that's, had, almost, that's almost six pounds last yeah, year. Yeah, they basically had like three, five, six pounders more or less. Yeah. Sandbass like calicos. Calicos. Yeah. Mm. Um, a lot of sandbass too. Yeah, I, I would say for my prediction, I'm going to expect, not expect, I would suspect that one or two big fish will get caught. Eight and pounders. They're not going to come from the island. Hmm. They're going to either come local, whether it's somebody milling around Palos Verdes or in around the break wall or any of the other break walls that are in the vicinity. Um, there are more walls than the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's typically, traditionally, it's the bigger fish locally get caught in and around that time period. Um, the tournament dates were set up kind of by design with that little nugget in place. And the way things are shaping up, um, you know, Jerry just wrapped up his most recent uh, Marina Del Rey event um, a week or two ago. Uh, there was like a nine plus pounder caught by um, uh, Tom Hansduce wow. and Tom and Val. Um, oh, and I there saw was that. a number of other nice fish that were caught. Um, so that was, you know, and that was a week after we fished. Actually, mm-hmm. the weekend after we fished, um, I didn't think it was going to bite all that good. But there were some pretty good weights and some good fish caught, and that was all local. So hmm. interesting, Kevin. What about you, man? My prediction? Yeah. Uh, I, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> my prediction is uh, uh, I'm going to win it. That's my prediction. I'm going to take down okay. that. Dude, oh. you know, what I was actually going to say is I would not be surprised if I saw Nakata's name up there, and it was. Yeah. You know, be a nice gut punch. The fact that one, he's never rather fished a wall, or two, this is in his backyard. Um, yeah, I'm gonna need to figure something out for San Diego if that's the case. I've been polishing off a little bit of my uh, bay bass uh, uh, forte. I've been getting up there, and and I definitely think that sand bass is going to be a very interesting play on this tournament because there's a lot of people that know about some good sand bass drifting areas. Not drifting, but like long lining areas and stuff like that. Big baits. Um, a lot of people come to this event. I'm sure they don't throw, you throw probably a bigger bait than what most people would, but I'm throwing big baits too. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I'll say on that sand bass um, topic really quick, there are some rock wizards in around mm. the Long Beach, Orange County area, the fish, the tournament scene uh, scenes. I, I was never one of them. I was pretty much a structure, shallow water, calico guy, but there are some straight up wizards that, that fish out there. And if, and they know every nook and cranny, you know, on that shelf. And if they hit the right one, they're gonna catch them. And it's gonna be a three fish limit of six to eight pound sand bass. Hmm. Um, that's, that stuff that's hasn't really big. been hit too hard as of late, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. There's a good prediction right there. Yeah, that's so. Uh, that would be like a if there's six and eight pounders, and that's an average of seven pounds basically for three fish. That's 21 pounds of a limit. That's a massive limit yeah. for three fish. Did you guys watch Matt, or did you catch him like doing that math in his head? By the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the sales side of it. <laughs> also, reached my calculator, and I was actually <laughs> able to do it. You know, <laughs> yeah. 
So I would say it's it's the local sand bass guys that mm -hmm. have that stuff dialed, or it's somebody, um, you know, figure something out on the island. And I'm not saying it has to be San Clemente; it could be Catalina, um, mm. or somebody that gets on someone local, um, which I don't think. You know, locals fickle enough that you just have to find the right little batch of fish or one nice one here, one nice one there. That's the thing, it's three fish. So it's like you can kind of get creative on how you decide to, you know, tackle this deal. So, mm -hmm. and just, just to make sure everyone knows, this is an artificial only tournament, right? Correct. I yeah, mean, artificial it's, only. So. I mean, it sounds like we were kind of mentioning it, but I don't think we ever mentioned that yet. So, yes, this events are all artificial only. So, yeah, no, no bait, no strips of squid. Um, Sensor like okay. Sensor fine. Yeah. Gulp's okay. Gulp's okay. Any type of you know purely artificial bait in that sense is a uh, fair game so the whole reason why we started this um, tournament series a year ago was to really kind of promote and it's right on our website too at coastalsocial.org is to promote angler driven conservation and that's really behind or promoting the saltwater bass more specifically the calico bass um, i know the calico bass kind of serves a uh, you know we each all four of us here kind of have or hold that species in particular close to our heart because we love catching them it's awesome and really that that's why we kind of created created this tournament is to promote all that too to bring awareness of uh, catch and release mm -hmm. these these uh, amazing animals then i mean who who here knows best this the growth rate of a calico bass do you, do you have any information? I don't know the science behind it. I just know they're s slow to grow. Um, so mm -hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken, a, a legal fish, and again, this is old data, but a legal fish used to be 12 inches, and I think it was like three to five years, if not mistaken, for it to reach that that you know legal size, and that's a 12-inch fish of mm -hmm. years past. A 14-inch fish now, I would assume to be even older. I know when you get fish over that, like say, 21-inch mark, which is about a five-pounder, was typically a good one. Um, or bigger than that, that's a fish. And again, I'm no scientist by any means, but just from what I've heard is a fish anywhere in the 25 to 35 year range, you know? And, wow. Um, so that's a fish that it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's something that I think, um, some of the purists have a lot of respect for a fish that, you know, gets that big one and the two is that old, um, and it's, it's, I would say for Southern California goes, um, just like I was saying, growing up, um, bass, barracuda bonita, it's kind of one of the staples um, for our fishery. And mm -hmm. it's, I think, calico bass fishing, especially in around the kelp lines or reefs, or what have you, that's some of our first, you know, early experiences that kind of gets things going. And I've heard a lot of other proficient anglers, you know, I was at the PCS show most recently, you know, Dave Hansen, um, Tom, um, who you had recently on, mm -hmm. on Tom Asser on, on your yeah. podcast of just, if if you can catch a calico bass, figure them out. You can almost figure out to catch anything. Um, a lot of those rules apply in some capacity, whether it's bait, artificial, what have you. For sure, Todd was was an excellent guest for sure. Man, so much scientific <laughs> knowledge dropped. It was amazing. Um, if you want to listen to that podcast too, that was episode fifteen. Yes, fifteen. Yes. That yeah. was like, yeah, that was right. So yeah. great knowledge uh, delivered on that one too. Um, I expect that you know as as more and more of these episodes come up, we're going to have great guests and, and great information. And I think that people should participate in this absolutely to learn not just how to um, be better calico bass anglers or tournament anglers and try to get involved in more of those events, but also mm -hmm. how to be a great CCA advocate. You're going to be able to meet some people there. Yeah, um, all four of us are going to be there. Yeah, and that was really the goal. 
of this was just you know get, getting the community together when a time when all of us were in lockdown it was like okay how can we things are just starting to loosen up where we could get out and do some things so it's like how how else can we activate some anglers that you know at the time we couldn't do some of the bigger banquets some of the bigger events but um an event like this tournament is like what better way to get back than to get out have a fun day of fishing meet some new people you know and you know whether you're uh you know an expert you know verse tournament angler or somebody who's just wanted to dabble or get into it what better opportunity to do it for a 50 dollars buy-in you know um, no big money on the line and all it is is just a good day of fun so yeah and that and on that note we kind of um we, we've said this before in the past but this is actually your perfect opportunity that perfect tournament to kind of get in um as an intro to tournament fishing too yeah so last year that was my first kayak tournament i've ever fished really the social and huh. dude i was one i was nervous like <laughs> Just to be totally honest with you, because yeah. um, I, I've fished boat tournaments you know, almost my entire life, but from a kayak, it's a little different situations. Like, make sure I had, you know, and I'm a total tweaker when it comes to tackle and gear. <laughs> I had to make sure I had my measuring board. I had to make sure I had my phone was charged. Made sure, That's and, right. you know, I had it in a certain pocket, and I, and I had my whole process. Again, you're going to try to you're gonna prepare the best you can, but once the first fish, first fish comes over, the excitement, adrenaline, all that kind of takes over, but it's kind of like stay calm, yeah. get everything you need, take the right photo, make sure you get it uploaded, mm-hmm. and then kind of go from there. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, my first event, I was like, I, I was totally stoked. And to be by myself, you know, competing in much of the anglers, the interesting part too with that is that it's a live leaderboard, so to speak. So I saw when Jimmy was catching him, I was like, shoot. Clearly not a sandbagger. No, yeah. <laughs> probably didn't help my cause either. Well, I had to, you know, I started mission fish and I saw that Jimmy's catching I'm like, oh dude, I need to <laughs> stick one of these things or I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm hosed. But uh, that's funny that Kevin mentioned that because you do have the guy who will take all his photos and not post them till the last 10 minutes of the tournament. Or you have the guy that as soon as he catches that fish, <laughs> he posts that fish just so mm-hmm. he can get in front of everybody, which is awesome. Yeah, men- mentally mess with people. Yeah, exactly. Um, if I have the choice, I would sandbag because I can mess with people more that way. Because it, just think about if you know the top guy and what he's leading with, then you can kind of just yeah. be like, okay, I'm all right with what yeah. I'm here with, you know? So I'll, I'll tell you for fishing, the, the boat tournaments are SWA, SBS, you know, Western News, what have you. If, you're, if you have a good bag that day, the best thing you can do, because I've done it, we've done it, is let everybody weigh in. Come in quiet. Set the stage, mm-hmm. and then you come in and just train wreck the whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the faces that day must be awesome to watch. It's yeah. exactly, that's really, was it really about money or trophies? It was just, you know, the agony of, you know, defeat. Davey, Davey that's your strategy, right? Yeah, exactly. Are I'm you? I'm a post-as-I-go guy. Oh, yeah. I'm a post-as-I-go guy, too. Because yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't want to forget later. Or I don't yeah, want to use the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like someone <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> Um, I have a question. Are we all three fishing the kayak division against each other? Sounds like it. I think we are. Oh, I mean, boy. Right now you're talking about the who's who in the kayak world, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. At least us three, and then I'm sure there's going to be several others. Yeah. It's uh, like we're talking about Long Beach is a very kayak-friendly harbor in general. Great places to launch. If you're looking for the closest to the wall, if you happen to be someone that's going to fish the wall and actually fish Long Beach, that Cabrillo oh, launch ramp yeah. is a great launch ramp. It's easy. It's uh, like a dollar an hour or something like that they charge. Maybe $6 total for the day. Um, 
easy launch. You can stay right along the wall, kind of hug it all the way down so you can somewhat avoid the wind unless it's coming straight up that wall, which it was last year. Uh, but there's, there's lots of great launch ramps. Davies, I mean, there's a litany of Long Beach. You can launch at uh, Cherry Beach if you want to. Yeah. Launch right off the beach, drag your kayak across, and go fish the oil islands if you like as well. Hmm. Same same launch ramps for boaters too, right, essentially? They all yeah, have... So the, yeah, so on the boat side and the kayak side, yeah. So just like Davey mentioned, that those are probably the closest kayak options. I'm going to be going out of King Harbor again. That's just my... I love fishing out of there. Um, but for the boaters, um, really, you can launch your boat out of anywhere. Essentially, you just need to be at the weigh-in at 22nd Street um, between 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know some guys launch out of, like, fishing out of Alamitas. Some guys like fishing out of Huntington Harbor. If you wanted to launch out of Cabrillo, you can as well. Um, or, say, if you have your boat in a slip, dock somewhere, um, you know, it's open for those folks as well. Hey, so. and if you're an angler listening to this, like a kayak guy, and you're down in San Diego and just want to support CCA, sign up. Go fish Mission Bay. Go fish San Diego. You can do it from the kayak on this one because you don't have to be in Long Beach. That's uh, yeah. Shoot. When you mentioned that, that's exactly I was, the, yeah. That was the big thing with the kayak division was it being, um, you know, a no boundaries event. Same with the boaters; they have no boundaries as far as break the fish. Kayakers can fish. If you have your little honey hole down in La Jolla or down in Oceanside or down in Dana Point or down in wherever that may be, you can legitimately fish the event from your home waters upload your fish as long as it's all submitted within the time frame for the tournament and those are all valid catches um you may not you know be able to go to the event um at the way in 26th street landing or to pick up your, your goodie bag send us a message if that's the case and we'll make sure to get it to you um but that really was and again that was one of the other things that we talked about when we first um you know concepted this event was just making it open-ended for anybody who want to get involved yeah absolutely that's why it's called coastal social yeah exactly yeah for sure guys we are by the time that this podcast hits and gets released we will be i believe 10 days out from coastal social the north tournament and can you believe there is still plenty of space for anglers to get in on it how is that possible i don't know I don't know. Not after this podcast. Yeah, hopefully We're not. Be jammed up. <laughs> uh, how can um, someone sign up for it again? So very easy. CoastalSocial.org. There's a button. There's a yellow button right on the homepage that says register. Um, all you have to do is pick out which event. You can actually register for both at the same time if you really like. And uh, click on whether you're on the kayak or the boater side. And if you're on the boat side, um, fill out your team and pay. And then you're all good to go. That's pretty much it. And then once, uh, if you are not a CCA member, uh, basically you just go through the same process and we're just going to process your membership alongside it. So super, super simple. And this is also going to awareness uh, for, you know, not necessarily just the Calicos, but other conservation efforts that CCA is part of. Um, there's going to, uh, we're always here to support uh, growth in fishing and the future of fishing. And if you want to get kids involved, what better way to come and do this than to sign up your family and to come join a, a day on the, uh, the, the harbor or, you know, go to the wall or go to the Catalina and um, really get the experience of what CCA is trying to provide, which is the future of sport fishing exactly it's an it's an excuse to go fishing Mm -hmm. we all we all have plenty of those and if you do bring the kids out long beach is such a cool harbor that it's so large that there's a good chance you're fishing the inside of the wall and you're gonna have a pot of porpoise go by you Mm -hmm. you're gonna see some sea lions on 
you know, if you go to the outside, you can see some sea lions on a couple of the different buoys. But if you do have the kids, it's a really magical little place. And maybe you guys sure. saw the video the one time when I had that unmanned submarine go by me. That oh, was, really? Yeah, that was pretty trippy. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty. Cool. I was talking to Jim Hendricks about it, and he was mentioning that it was one of the uh, one of the schools does the unmanned sub project. Mm-hmm. And I think popped up right next to me on the kayak and almost left the uh, brown streak out there. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well guys as we uh, close out this uh, special edition of the cca california podcast uh, matt do you have anything else to provide or say or any uh, any good tips no i've just you know i just hope to see um, some folks at the event and i'll be there i'm looking forward to it um yeah just come on out be a good time for sure for sure davy mr waymaster i know you said that you can be bought uh, for this tournament, so I, do have, I have three. I got a ten dollar, I got a twenty, and a fifty dollar level. Nice. Um, actually, it's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be out fishing with everybody again. You know, kayak is a very solitary sport, but it's also very brotherhood like. Yeah. Uh, if you're fishing with a bunch of kayak anglers, you can just sit around and talk anytime out of the water. But once you're on the water, everybody kind of splits up. Most of us have radios. We're all chit chatting. Uh, kayak fishing, other than Kevin, we're all we just tell each other where we're fishing at. And we're give each other <laughs> tips. Um, unless there's a good white sea bass bite then you won't see kevin until afterwards but uh, <laughs> uh, you know we're really looking forward to it i know we talked about the long beach event but there's also the san diego event if you do head to that website you can see the september event that's going to be the exact same setup just out of san diego i'm sure we'll do another podcast prior to that but oh for sure we're looking forward to it, man it's gonna be great you know coming out and support it if you're uh, just want to have some fun it's it's not a serious tournament we're gonna have some fun there's not big money involved it's 50 bucks that goes to cca it's just a good time to go out and have a little camaraderie with everybody Absolutely. Kevin, any last words? I know uh, you weren't planning on fishing the tournament, but now you are available. You know, my schedule freed up, so Perfect. now I'm able to go do it. I'm actually fishing a tournament the day before, then I'm going to go fish this tournament, so I'm going to be a busy person. Then I got MREP that whole week, so I'm going to be a very tired person. <laughs> you guys might have the edge up on me if you get full night's sleep. <laughs> uh, YouTube, actually, you probably don't get full night's sleep all night. You're working all the time, so. I don't know. I don't sleep for tournaments. I'm too busy laying in my bed tweaking. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're thinking about that one bite. Yes. <laughs> or the three three bites that you need. That's right. Yeah. Well, if I don't see you out there, then I'll see you at the way, the, the, the time that we get to come back together at 22nd Street Landing. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. So, to, to the best man, may they win. Yeah. A CCA member. That's going to be awesome. Looking yeah. forward to it. And on that note as well, if you do, don't do measure a fish or if you're on the kayak side or whatnot, come by anyway. We have plenty of uh, goodie bags for you. Every angler who registered is going to get a goodie bag full of amazing products, amazing stuff by all of our sponsors. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And you can pick up your Coastal Social t-shirt there as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We have uh, Coastal Social t-shirts available online. Um, all that money goes to uh, CCA as well. Big thanks to uh, AFCO for providing those uh last year and uh, this year so really looking forward to it guys and of course swing by uh, 22nd street landing good food over there as well yeah yeah for sure early dinner late lunch absolutely kevin anything else to add man just another great episode it, i mean this time it was a lot of uh, tournament details and certainly we'll have to have matt and davy back on that they uh, don't have to go so deep into all the tournament details but um it's really important to know that we're trying to be really proactive on trying to provide great events for all sorts of anger level angler levels um and uh, it doesn't matter if you're fishing the tournament hardcore if you're going out there with your family like we said it's all about just you know supporting cca and supporting the future of fisheries it's really just what 
what this podcast is about too in CCA. Uh, make sure you're doing everything you can to be a, to, to try to be a great member of CCA, whether you're not one yet, which you should be, um, which you can go and sign up for CCA membership at CCACalifornia.org and make sure that you're uh, contributing at any level you can, an annual membership, a lifetime membership like all of us in here. Uh, make sure you're trying to go, go out there and be a great advocate for the future of our sport because we want to make sure our kids, your kids, they're all fishing in the future with a better fishery than we're having now. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. And Matt, real quick, uh, Coastal Social does have social media platforms, correct? Correct, yeah. Um, as far as platforms go, on Instagram is probably the best place. That's, uh, just look up uh, Coastal Social. Uh, should pop up and you'll see um, yeah, some content there and hopefully I'll have some updates leading up to the event. Yep, and all the latest in there. I think we're probably going to try and go live from that or on that account too with a couple seminars and all that stuff beforehand but it's i'm looking forward to it for sure well kevin great episode once again and uh thank you so much for joining us on this special edition of the cca california podcast this bonus episode we sure hope that you have enjoyed it leave us a a five-star review and uh, follow us on instagram at cca california subscribe to the podcast all kinds of good stuff all kinds of great content thank you so much for joining us we will see you guys next week take care everyone